Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. Nice to be with you today. Thanks for joining us on this weekly podcast, about a half hour long. We're a tech company. We bring you streaming video, mobile apps, content management tools for churches, ministries. It's what we do. Yes, it is what we do. As well as other things. Um, and we do a podcast because we uh, target churches. We, we, we serve churches. We serve in our own churches. We love churches. We love helping churches, pastors, volunteers. And we are a tech company, as I mentioned. But many times we'll talk about other things. But today we are talking about tech. What are we talking about? Well, our guest didn't show up today, so we have had the kind of scramble here. Yes, our guest. He didn't show up. Because he was not supposed to show up, right? <laughs> yeah, somebody goofed up the calendar schedule, yes. and I thought he was coming today, but he's actually coming to, He's actually coming next week. All right. So it's going to be, a, we're going to actually next week talk about church audio and sound systems and even a little From bit of video. a guy that runs a sound company, right? Yeah, he's here in town in Tucson. His name is Trent Perkins. He's with Wholehearted Productions. This is next week. You can look up his website in advance for those of you keeping score at home, wholeheartedpro.com. And we'll talk to Trent about um, about probably audio for the most part, but maybe some other things. But today we're talking about something a little different. What are we talking about? So uh, we have hijacked an article by uh, Olu Brown. And Olu Brown is the founding leader of Impact Church, which is kind of a young congregation in the East Point uh, community of uh, of the metropolitan area of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, he's a up-and-coming leader, been doing this now for about 10 years or so. And uh, he uh, wrote an article uh, recently called Nine Ways to Nine Ways Technology Can Help Spread the Gospel. All so right. we're going to kind of basically take his material and, uh, you know, Criticize it, rip it apart, and uh, no, we're not. We're going to share it and probably share our thoughts on it as well. All right, so number one on our list. So um, number one is LED lighting. Uh, LED lighting. So again, uh, we're talking about some of this stuff is kind of newer stuff. Some of it may be around for a while, but most congregations obviously have lighting, <laughs> uh, at least some, some way. But LED lighting is kind of a recent trend that uh, one should consider. I mean, one benefit is it's obviously envir- from an environmental standpoint, it, it consumes less energy. The thing I like about it is it has less heat output. That's because you're on stage, huh? Yeah. And so when you're standing up on stage and you've got a lot of lights on you, it can get warm up there. Wow. And so then you start sweating and, you know, it doesn't look very good. But uh, so I was watching a... Uh, this is probably off track, but I was watching the, the movie about David Frost and Richard Nixon. came out a few years ago. And if you remember right, uh, David Frost interviewed Richard Nixon about probably about three years after he resigned over the Watergate scandal. And it, it, this, it was a movie made about this actual Docu- this actual interview, it was a series of interviews that David Frost did. He's from England. And one of the things that Nixon said at, from right before this was off camera was he had, a, he had a handkerchief that he always kept. And he always would wipe his lips and his mouth because Nixon would sweat a lot. 
and he didn't he had a bad experience in 1960 during the presidential debates when he debated John F Kennedy and if you watch on uh, if you if you re- do your research people that listened to the debate back then on radio this is 1960 uh, felt like Nixon easily won the debate those who watched on TV felt that Kennedy won the debate yeah yes, Kennedy I heard that too looked better but uh, and didn't sweat like Nixon and everything else that was going on. So uh, allow me to get off track. I sorry I digress here. But uh, sweating on on the platform, you know, it happens. But LED lighting is really good because it doesn't throw out as much heat. And uh, plus, you can do lots of different creative things with the color. Yes, easily change colors and do all sorts of things. It's just a better experience for people sitting uh, out there, you know, looking at you. All right, so number two on our list. You really want to get through this, don't you? (laughs) Uh, The second thing has to do with sound equipment. So obviously, uh, if you've been around like me and you, uh, analog sound systems have been around forever. But what uh, Olu talks about here is uh, there's there's a lot of digital equipment now that is out that is uh, really some pretty good stuff. You can do a lot with digital speakers what I would call the mains. Some of them have built-in equalizers, and uh, they, you can get a, you can get a better quality of sound, according to him and, and many of these people that embrace digital technology when it comes to sound. You get a better sound. It's easier to mix, and it's just it's. And now I'm sure there's people out there listening to us right now uh, that would say, "No, you can analog's going to sound better," but. You know, this is one thing to consider when it comes to using technology today. son is in a rock band and plays electric guitar and would never hear of not going or going with a a digital amp because the the tube-based amps are the has the real natural sound. Right. And that's that is an argument that people have and they might be right. But uh, some of this equipment is is easier for for volunteers to use, which, you know, you might want to consider. Yeah. When you when you have a church, some of the digital stuff that's out there now uh, could be easier for some volunteers. But you know what? We'll talk about this next week with Trent, Trent Perkins. Yeah. I guess one of the other advantages is you can have um, apps that can control your soundboard. Yep. So you can control your sound from a yeah. tablet or a mobile phone. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So something to consider when it comes about using technology to uh, the better your church experience. So number three on our list Text to give, text to give. Now, we've talked about this here before, but, uh, you know, there's opportunities through texting, and there's, in fact, I think your church is using that now, right? Uh, Yes, they are. So tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) I've had not great experiences with it, but uh, I've not used the text to give, but I've used um, other uh, text base, uh, actually, accessing your your giving records right anyway i it was not a real smooth experience for me but eh, maybe i'm different so i'm used to the old uh, username password kind of world and not the uh send this text to here and you'll get this response and put that response in here and that's what it's all about. I yeah. Think. Well, again, it makes it easier for people, regardless how you feel about it. And, and we could even throw this in here that, you know, you've got text to give as an opportunity, but you can also do giving online uh, through stuff that we've promoted or even uh, mobile apps. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, one of our number of other points here. That's true. Yeah. So, so text to give is is certainly something that m- that many churches are using today, and it does give people again the opportunity. It's easy. It's convenient. Gives people an opportunity to give. Uh, where, especially with people today, they're not always carrying their checkbook around. Yeah, that's true. Or cash. Yeah, and I know others have been excited about you know the text to give piece of it. Yeah. So. All right, so number four. Giving kiosks. And so what is that? So uh, what a lot of churches are doing today, and again, this is not for everybody, but it's something to consider. Uh, some people refer to them as ATM machines, but they're not. It's actually uh, computer systems with, which I guess you'd call it point-to-sale or point-of-sale access points. So you can go somewhere in the church and use your credit card or your debit card uh, to to give, to give to the church. And uh, a lot of times they have them in the lobby areas of the churches, Mm -hmm. uh, different places that make it, again, more convenient for people to support your ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, these these three items here, text to give, giving on giving kiosks, Mm -hmm. and then our number five is online giving. Yeah, exactly. By the way, do you have any thoughts on... uh, on these giving kiosks? Um, the, I know that at our church we were evaluating that, mm-hmm. and um, there's pros and cons. We actually didn't do it. I'm not sure why. I wasn't the one yeah, I'm surprised chasing it down because yeah. we're kind of that kind of a place. But um, you know, on the con side, people say, ah, they come into the church thinking all this church wants is my money, and yeah. all they see is this yeah. thing to take my money right in the... Yeah. Uh, so that that's one that. of the arguments against having a, a giving kiosk. You can see that. Is, yeah. um, you First know. impression, you walk in, you see it. Yeah, so yeah. it's typically those that don't really... Uh, well, they're, they may be new, and they have um, predisposed assumptions about the church, and right. they get come clean guys. I had a... A friend of my my wife, my before she was my wife, my girlfriend's roommate, I invited to church, and she came to actually it was Chuck Swindoll's church okay. in California. Yeah. I used to go to Chuck Swindoll's church when way back when, okay. and so I, I talked to her after the uh, service and said, "Hey, so what'd you think?" And she goes, That's, all they talked about was wanting my money. I'm like, I was just having not, I, was, I sat right next to her in the right. service. I'm like, I was really having a hard time trying to figure out where they were asking for her money. But, but she so, came in maybe with a pre, she may have come in with the presupposition that, Hey, they're going to be after my money. I guess. I don't know. And so there, and so when they mentioned maybe about giving that, that may have been, or yeah, thing. or that, I don't know the message. I was, I was just, it just kind of went completely over my head. I'm like, wow, okay. I, I don't remember that's what that was about. But, because yeah. <laughs> Swindoll was a really good yeah. teacher. Yeah, we used to have him on the radio, the radio station I worked at. We, yeah. we had him every day. I enjoyed, I enjoyed his messages. Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, giving kiosks, I think you bring up a good point. People have to look at that. If you're a leader, key person at your church on the board or whatever leadership team might want to look at the cons as well as the pros. Yeah. And the pros are, it's just convenient. You know, it's, it's easy. Yeah. 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 So, and you mentioned online giving is our fifth point here. Uh, again, it's, it's something that if you don't have this opportunity, I would certainly at least make this available on your website. Uh, maybe other places that people can go to give online. It again, makes it convenient. People can do so 
any time, day or night, they can support your ministry. And more and more people, I mean, there are more and more people that have become um, like my household. My wife especially is a Amazon junkie. You just, you just find everything online now. Right. And so we do too. not being able to do the normal thing you do online with your church is you're like, what are these guys in the dark ages? So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Certain, certainly important stuff. So, all right. So we're going through this list on some technology things that would uh, help your church. Uh, the sixth one is projection technology. Those are holograms, right? Um, they could be, but they're not, <laughs> at least not in, in this point here. I mean, although there are some people, I guess, experimenting with that. Uh, in fact, your pastor, I remember you and Jeff and I were talking about that technology a few years ago. Oh, about yeah. having holograms yeah, on? on the platform, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All uh, right. On the Super Bowl that recently, the, the recent Super Bowl, they were going to uh, have uh, – hologram of Prince because they had the Super Bowl in Minnesota and Prince uh-huh. of course was recently passed away it was a you know a musician that was from Minneapolis Minnesota and uh, uh, Justin Timberlake was the halftime show and so they approached Prince's family and said hey we want to have this uh, hol- hologram is that how do you say it hol- hologram hologram Hologram, yeah. All, you know, projection of Prince during a song that we're going to do in honor of Prince. We're going to honor him because he's from Minnesota and all that, and that's where the Super Bowl was. And they said no. Uh, Prince was against that type of technology. Hmm. So what they did was they put up a sheet, and they projected his image on a sheet. So they didn't use a hologram. They used a sheet, which still which still upset them, I guess. All right. <laughs> the, the so, but Prince. we're not talking holograms at church, right? We're not, but something to consider. I have I have no idea about that. But what we're talking about here is just basically it's your standard screen and projector. Yeah. yeah, or not even a screen. You you can project it on walls. In my right. church, we have two projectors. And we just have a white, we, we painted a couple walls on each side and they're white and we mm-hmm. just project them. They, they're hung from the ceiling. Uh, some people use rear, you can use rear projectors, rear, mm-hmm. what's the term for it? Rear projection. There you go. <laughs> that was a hard one. You can do that as well. Uh, but uh, again, this is pretty common, but there are some churches, I guess, that still don't use it. Yeah. That's been around for a very long time. Just a long, long time. Although I remember when I first started my church in the year 2000, sounds like a movie, uh, all we had was one of those, um, what was those deals? Overhead projector? Put, overhead projector. That's what With we transparencies? used. And it was 2000, and we still had used, but we got rid of that shortly after that. But yeah. All right, so number seven. I'm sure there's people listening going, we still use overhead transparencies, <laughs> but sorry, not to offend you. But you know what? The projectors are much more... They're they're much less expensive now than ever. Oh, yeah. So consider investing in one. I bet you they're. I bet it's much cheaper than finding an overhead projector. Oh yeah, well oh, I, I bought if one. If you recently. can buy one, I, I think really? I bought one for like three hundred fifty dollars recently, like oh, last I, year. A, a, projector. Oh, a projector. Yeah. Not a not an overhead transparency. No, no thing. I don't. No, they we, we gave those like, years ago. Yes, it's like getting a manual typewriter. Yeah. They, Although those are coming back too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they're probably pretty expensive because they don't make them anymore. They probably are. All right. Where are we at here on our list here? Number Anybody's, seven. Everybody's still listening. Church management software. So yes. uh, we've been doing this since 2001. <laughs> uh, yes. We have, we, our company offers church management software. And on a given Sunday, 
Uh, if you have church management software, you can have a guest sign into a system and you can put this on your computer. Uh, uh, do we even need to talk about this? I don't know. I would this. I'd reach out to our audiences, and if there's, I, I think I can. We can definitely claim we were the first cloud-based church management system. Our company was. Yes, but if someone's out there and they have um, prior to the summer of 2001, can tell me about a in-use production cloud-based um, church management system. I'd like to hear about it. So, anyway, right. let's yeah, let's let's hear about. It. But I mean, it's it's just a great way to. Take care of things. If you're not I doing that, I'm surprised some churches don't have church management uh, systems. There are but some that don't. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I scratch my head and say, yeah, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think when I in the '90s and '80s, well, in the '90s, I used uh, what did I use? Servant Keeper. That was not cloud based. Servant Keeper was yeah, one was, we used. And I don't know what I did in the eighties. I don't think we just well, that's kind of wrote stuff down on paper. <laughs> uh, that would have been when the computers were just getting right. Yeah, when you could buy a personal computer. Yeah. So anyway, all right, uh, number eight on our list. Number eight is, is uh, tablets, iPads, and tablets. You didn't want to say iPads, did you? Because you don't like Apple. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Apple's um, computers. Just their computers, though. Yeah, uh, so iPads, and here's what we're talking about when it comes to technology and using iPads. iPads can be really great when it comes to checking people in, like checking children in, mm-hmm. in the areas of ministry. Got a little touch screen there, the iPads or some type of a larger tablet. You know, parents can easily check in their kids when they arrive at the church. Information can be sent yeah. to like a printer. And if you have a digital soundboard, you can drive your soundboard with it. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, a system where we can actually drive the cameras, adjust cameras with the iPad. Nice. Yeah. Well, and there's a product that uh, we're probably going to work with called Sling Studio. And you can use the iPad as a switcher. Yeah, to drive that as well. That's a streaming thing that we'll talk about in the near future. Yes. Um, So iPads are definitely nice to have. They're, they're, They're not, I mean, and again, iPads are kind of i guess a little pricey but there's other android based uh tablets that may not be as much money but still work right you're you're the android guy am i right uh, yeah we have actually a very good i don't know if it's any cheaper but you can get tablets they have all the way from no name tablets that would be fairly high risk to purchase that you can buy you know that yeah. are like or you can go, um, Amazon has, you know, their Fire tablets are really affordable yeah, and exactly. very reputable. That's what I was thinking about. I oh, okay. Have a, I have a... But there are also kind of China knock, Chinese knockoffs that are yeah. really inexpensive and typically won't work very well for very okay. long. All but right. anyway, all right. So yeah. our, in our last on our list... Last on our list is Square Readers, and we mentioned this earlier, Point of Sale Equipment. Yes, people go, what's a Square Reader? Uh, so... Well, my understanding of a square reader is uh, the deal you stick in your little phone, your like iPhone. You can swipe a card, right? Is yes, that a square reader. It's, it's a yeah, it's a point of sale swipe card swipe for your mobile device. So your mobile device, like an iPhone or whatever, or you could use an iPad. Yeah. Do you or know who Android. pioneered that? Uh, square. Yeah. Uh, they, they called that was the was first his name, one of the was first his last name Square or his first name Square. <laughs> 
Not tell either. You, you may, I think I know, but go ahead and tell our it's listeners. It's actually one of the, the one of the founders of Twitter. Okay. He was kind of driven out of Twitter uh, early on, and he went off and said, I'm going to do something different. And met with a friend that was at um, doing like um, swap meet stuff and stuff. He's like, why okay. do we have such problems paying with a credit card? We should fix this. So he worked with some people to develop Square. Now it's very commonplace. That's the first company that did. It's kind of like calling tissues Kleenex or right. photocopies Xerox. Got it. So Square's the <laughs> original brand. Well, and, uh, you know, so you can use this to, you know, like you want to set up a little coffee bar, so to speak, in your church, a little area for people to get donuts or something, and you don't want to give them away. <laughs> you right. Wanna, you want to sell them? You could use the Square Reader for that. People, again, could give to your church using a square reader. In fact, I had somebody in my church recently, I don't remember what the deal was, but they, they're having a problem giving online, and they said, hey, I want to give, and I just want to use my credit card here because I want to give to what you guys are doing. Do you guys have a square reader? And I thought, I don't have one, but you know what? I have somebody on my leadership team that actually has one, and so took her over to one of our leadership team people, and she said, sure, I can. we can set that up, and so within a couple minutes or less, the gal swiped her card and gave a donation to our church. <laughs> Actually gave a donation to that person's business. That yeah, we never up. saw it either. Come to think of it, whatever <laughs> happened to that? No, no, actually, no, we got it. We end up getting it because it was set up to go yes, our account. In order account. to do this, you've got to, I mean, in the, in, the, in the golden days, you would have to get a merchant account and get right. all set up. With us getting a square reader, it's not like you just say, oh, just ship one to me in the mail and I'll take credit cards wherever right. I go. Right. You've got to have a, a merchant account set up behind yeah. it. And they will take their fees. Yeah. So. And they do take a fee. Well, I mean, all these will take a little piece of the pie as far as a fee for that. So, and, and, and so basically, we're talking, you know, hey, if you want to, if you're actually selling some kind of stuff, books or. Well, a lot of, a lot of churches will have a bookstore. Right. Or, uh, you know, even from the, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll sell DVDs, recordings of the service, or, or ask for a donation. For I heard those are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? I don't know. I haven't heard that. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but again, these things, you know, a lot of this stuff we're talking about here, folks, as we wrap up, is it makes, it's designed to make life easier, give people opportunities to give, to be involved in ministry, to uh, you know, support what you're doing, to, to make the experience for people better when they come. Uh, there's other things you could even put on this list. I mean, we obviously do streaming videos. Streaming videos, not hard to do today, and you can reach more people with streaming video. Mobile apps, we again, we, we provide mobile apps for, for churches as well. Those kind of things, yeah, again. There's definitely room for tech to enhance your ministry. Yeah, it really is, and we need to get... To, to stay with it. So anyhow, uh, good information from Oli Brown and uh, uh, Oli. I think it's Oli is how he pronounces his name. And uh, we need to have him on here one time. Let him let him actually share from the horse's mouth, so to speak, what he's written and other stuff. He's written some great material. So we'd love to get your feedback as well. Uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. That is the email, support at streamingchurch.tv. And any feedback you give us, we would appreciate it. Positive, negative, stop talking about Richard Nixon, those kind of things. 
you know, we'll, we, we, we'll definitely take it. So, all right, we're done, right? All right. Good enough. Next week, we'll talk about audio, and the Trent, Trent Perkins will be our guest, and he actually is really good at what he does. And so if you're interested in how to improve your church's audio, we'll probably talk about some other things, too, when it comes to that. We'll have him next week. So, folks, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. He is Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson. You've been listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. We'll catch you next time.